welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today is a playing legend and someone who's had a pretty darn good career as a coach, too. It's former Tennessee Lady Vol Kelly Harper, head coach at Missouri State. Kelly won three national championships as a player, which is absurd. Went on to lead Western Carolina to a ton of success, and, and they really haven't had any consistent success since she's left. Went on to have a four-year stint at NC State that uh, ended earlier than a lot of people thought. I, I want to talk to her a little bit about that, but then I want to talk to her about Missouri State. She's taken over that program, really took one year to kind of get things situated, and has been over 500, has been in the postseason every single year except for that first year there. Has them primed again to potentially make a run. They're sitting right now at 18-9. and nine. They're 14 and two in the Missouri Valley Conference, so potential to make another run to the tournament. So I want to talk to Kelly about her playing career, about her coaching career, too, and, and all the success she's had. So we'll get her on the phone right now, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump Round. And welcome back to the Jump Around. And joining me, as promised, it is Missouri State head coach Kelly Harper. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. Uh, I know the, the season's wrapping up. You guys are having a heck of a season, but uh, I really do appreciate you taking some time for, for me and the listeners today. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, to start, let's uh, let's go back. I, I teased it in the open. Uh, if people don't know you, but I feel like if, if you're a women's basketball fan, you're pretty aware. You... Uh, you won a couple games in your college career as a player, um, right? You, you, you won two or three big ones. Uh, when you look back at your time as a player, um, what did you envision um, your your post-career, uh, your post-college playing career? What was it going to look like? Oh, my goodness. Um, that's such a great question. And it changed. So, um, you know, I... I head over to the University of Tennessee with the thought of coaching in high school because I loved high school basketball. It was uh, it just really enjoyable. Um, and I get halfway halfway through, and I'll never forget walking in Pat's office and saying, hey, I think I want to try this college coaching thing. And, um, you know, at that point I didn't really have any particular aspirations of, oh, I want to coach here or there. Uh, I want to be a head coach at this time. You know, I just, I just knew I wanted to coach. There wasn't any specifics with that. And um, looking back now, I think that's kind of funny. But um, that's the, that's what it was. And had an opportunity to jump right in. And um, you know, I didn't even think about when I was going to be a head coach until somebody called me and, and wanted to interview me for a position. And that's the first time I'd, I'd ever thought about being a head coach seriously in, in like you know oh this is really going to happen <laughs> um and now I didn't take that job but that particular interview just really got me thinking and, and moving in that direction yeah well and then you take your first head coaching job in 2004 at Western Carolina in, in good old Cullowee North Carolina now you're from Sparta Tennessee so you're used to the small town nature of things and certainly Cullowee uh fits that mark but when you took over as a head coach you go to the NCAA tournament your first year. It's, hey, this is easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I had no idea. <laughs> you know, we were just uh, we were just doing what we could do, the best we could do it. And you, you know, I, I inherited a, a group of players that early on in the season we 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 weren't uh, where we needed to be, but they got there, and um, they had five seniors. And that matters. I'm telling you, that matters. Late in the, they bought into what we were saying, and um, by the end of the year, they, they were pretty doggone good. And it was just hang on, give them, give them what they need to be as successful as they can be. And you know, we did. We, we were able to win the first championship at Western Carolina for women's basketball. Got ourselves in the NCAA tournament that first year. So again, I. That first year was an absolute whirlwind, as it is for any new head coach. At the time, I was the youngest head coach in the country. Um, just it, there was a lot going on, but uh, those those seniors really made it a lot of fun going down the stretch because they they believed everything we were saying, and um, you know we were able to able to do something pretty special. Yeah. Well, then and then year two, it's it's the opposite, right? You guys go nine and twenty. Oh yeah. And it- <laughs> It's like, oh, maybe this yeah. is a little tougher so, than I thought. Well, I will say this. Now, we started out 0-9. And, okay. and we were, obviously, we had lost all of our seniors. So we had so <laughs> many. We had one senior. We had one junior. And we were we were very young. We were trying to figure things out. And we kept, kept saying, uh, and we lost, I think, I can't remember how many games by a margin of four or five or six points. It was, we were in so many games, which couldn't pull it off. And, uh I'll never forget the first first win we got was when we got to conference and and uh, how excited we were to get the win. And I told myself at that moment, I was never going to take winning for granted. I didn't care who we were playing. I didn't care who we were, what our talent was. We were never going to take a win for granted mm. evermore. Yeah. And I think that was you know a good lesson to learn after your you know after the first year. And by the end of the year, that team was good. That team was really good by the end of the year and um, really, really made some strides. Uh, and the following year, we were the most improved team in the nation because yep. of it. So it was it, it was really a process. It was fun to watch. It was tough for those uh, November and December games, but uh, it, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah, to, to your credit, you guys won 21 games or more the next three seasons, uh, two WNIT berths and an NCAA tournament berth. But then uh, you take that job and, and turn it into NC State. And uh, you followed uh, probably the toughest person you could follow at NC State uh, after Coach Yao left and then her longtime assistant, Stephanie Blanche, was uh, in front. You, you take over this program that had history. And, w- and when you took the job, you talked about, hey, I want to go to the Final Four. And it's been done here before, so I know that we can do it. Um, you win 20 games your first year. You go to the NCAA tournament. So everything, uh, by all means, at the start looked really good. What was it? Uh, was there things about that job that that proved to be more difficult than maybe you anticipated when you took it? I think so. Um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, we didn't win enough games. I mean, that's <clears throat> that was bottom line. But you know, I I felt like um, you know, looking back, there's a few few thoughts that I have now, and you can see things a lot clearer now um, with this viewpoint. I, I do feel like um, I made some impact there initially that was that was a program it was just there was so much sadness uh, wrapped around that team and that program and it was hard Uh, those players had been through a lot and rightly so I mean you know they they watched their coach struggle um, with with cancer they they lose her and their season it was just 
there was just so much sadness and um, not that we tried to take that away but but we tried to give them a, a different viewpoint an outlet and to be able to um, to smile and laugh again and not feel guilty about it sure. you know it, it was just it was just really hard and you know, we went through that, that year and that we had seniors, that team played inspired and we were able to get ourselves to the NCAA tournament. Still thought we were, <clears throat> could have, could have continued to, to make some pushes, but, um, you know, just didn't, didn't get that win there. But, um, you know, it, it was just, it was just really difficult. It, it was, um, it was really difficult to, um, to make that transition with the, with the players. I think, uh, looking back, I, would have done some things differently but you know it was a learning experience I wouldn't trade it I think it was um uh it taught me a lot and uh put me gave me some thoughts from for for myself moving forward yeah well I was going to ask after that fourth season when when you part ways was it was it a difficult time was it a low time for you um yeah Yes, um, yes, it was, but I also got to the point, I think, you know, you see sometimes coaches, there's rumors talking about, oh, this coach isn't going to keep their job, yeah. you know, and the rumors get so heavy, and it people don't understand rumors like that, even if they're rumors, they affect everything, and I'm not talking about the individual person, they affect your team. They affect the team, and then when the team starts hearing that, then they have doubts. And then sometimes you get to that point, and there's just no recovering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went through that, but also I see other coaches go through it. Yeah. And it's so sad. It's so very sad. Um, but at some point you realize it's just not going to work. It really is just not going to work, and you got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I do believe I was the right person for the job when I, when I was hired there. I do believe that. Um, but after year four, I was not the right person anymore, and that's okay. Huh. I, I'm, I'm completely content with that. That's okay. I think there's a time and place for everything. But um, I, I remember the sense of relief that I had once once I was gone there. There, there was a relief because yeah. it, it had gotten really heavy. You know, just I don't want to say the pressure, just the the just everything about it was just weighing on you. You know, and you're you're worried about your staff, and you're worried about your players, and you're worried about your recruits, and what's going to happen to everyone. It's just there's just so much going on, and and so I, I remember when when it finally went down, there just the relief that you felt because you knew finally, okay, now I can move on, now yeah. I can do something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you? In the immediate aftermath, obviously you you go on and, and get the Missouri State job. But the immediate aftermath, did you just did you step away? Did you just kind of breathe for a little bit? You know, what was that the next week, two weeks look like? Well, you know, I thought this is I'm going to lay around in my pajamas for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to do nothing. I thought, you know, I'm just going to take a little bit of a vacation. That's yeah. what I thought was going to happen. And you know, at this kind of figure out what's the next chapter in my life. And I had a phone call from an AD at 6 a.m. the next morning. Um, <clears throat> I didn't realize how quickly things were going to start moving. And that wasn't the Missouri State job. That was, I started getting phone calls. And then then you then you go with, oh, well, I don't have time to sit around <laughs> and take a vacation. I've got to figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. And, um, during during that next week or so, and I can't remember exactly the timeline, but during the next week or so, I'd gotten a phone call about Missouri State and immediately knew 
uh, that was going to be a job of interest for me, uh, just knowing their history and, and knowing a little bit about the university. But um, it, it moved much quicker. I'm telling you, it, you know, it just moved a lot quicker than I had anticipated. So there was no downtime um, for me. There's never downtime in this business. You know that. No, there isn't. And, I, and uh, obviously I was wrong on yeah, that. I thought, yeah. I thought there was going to be. I thought just naturally that was going to occur, and it, uh, it did not. No. How naive of you. I know you're, 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 I know, right? you're young, but you're a veteran. <laughs> you, you know better than that. Uh, but you, you do take the Missouri State job. Uh, year one, I mean, for a first year, you guys did fine, 14 and 17. You go 8 and 10 in conference. And then the very next year, NIT birth. And then year three, NCAA tournament. And you become one of 11 coaches to take three different programs to the NCAA tournament. Uh, when you took the job, did you ever envision that you'd be in the big dance that quickly? Well, um, you know, I don't I don't know when I took the job how soon we would be, how soon I thought we would be back there. I wanted to be back there mm-hmm. and obviously wanted to do it as quickly as possible. But you had some, had some pretty, pretty uh, uh, outstanding programs already in the Valley. And, you know, I didn't, didn't know what the makeup of our team was going to be and yeah. didn't know how they were going to respond to me. Um, that first year we made some pretty good strides. And then one of our, one of our uh, starters, one of our really good players uh, got injured in January or, or late January. We couldn't, couldn't really recover from it. Um, but after that first year, yeah, I thought we were, we were going to have a chance to be pretty good. And the strides that we made the second year, I thought, were really good. The motivation that we had, our team had, to get into the NCAA tournament was high. And so that that year three, uh, we were definitely, uh, we definitely as a as a program had high aspirations uh, because we just felt like we were talented enough to get there uh, as long as we were able to stick together and do everything we needed to do. How do you handle uh, talking about things, goal setting? Do you guys talk about winning the league? Do you do you break it down in smaller increments? How do you handle that kind of stuff? You know, I think every year has been different. Some years we absolutely talk about it a lot. Some years we haven't talked about it much. The players are very aware, typically year to year, what's going on. I, I know um, we have in the past, we didn't do it this year, but in, in years past we've kept the league standings on on the board in the locker room so everybody understood how important every single game was um you know we talked uh, that that particular year uh, that we ended up going to the ncaa tournament we talked about our non-conference schedule being able to set us up if we were able to get into the ncaa tournament so um we had had those conversations. I think um, every year, you know, your, their aspirations are to win the league. You know, and um, I think sometimes that you know each each group approaches that differently. And I think a couple of years ago, we started talking about the process of the season and believing in the process and not getting too high or too low each week, but are we better? Are we a better basketball team? And I think that's been one of the trademarks of our programs. Uh, our, our teams have consistently improved throughout the year and, and, you know, really playing really good basketball late, uh, which has given us an opportunity to win some conference championships. 
Yeah, well, this year specifically, too, you, you have that tough run at the end of November and early December where you lose five straight. Um, you Santa Clara, North Texas, South Dakota, Indiana, Gonzaga. Uh, and so you're looking up going, oof, like that's a tough little run. But then since then, you've gone 17-2. and two. So how specifically, if you can give it to me as specific as you can, how do you guys recover from a tough run of things and continue to build forward and get better? And you guys clearly have gotten better. Yeah, so it, I think for us, one, we have 11 freshmen and sophomores. So partly yeah. it was yeah. going to be the maturation that just naturally happens in your first year or two for, for those young players. Uh, we only have one senior and uh, two juniors. So it, it's uh, we were definitely young, and I think our youth, you could see some of that youth early on. Um, one of the things that we do, we schedule pretty tough yeah. uh, non-conference yeah. uh, games, and we tell our team that, and we've done that in the past. So our upperclassmen uh, understood what that has looked like in the past, where we didn't get a ton of wins in non-conference, but it made us better for mm-hmm. conference schedule. So our upperclassmen kept pounding that message also. Uh, that hey, this we've done this before. This has happened before. You know, we're we're going to be okay if we hang in there. And you, you never know. As a coach, you never know if that's actually going to happen. You hope that it does. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, when you when you start the, the way we started, we lost. We had four games that we were one possession away from winning. Four games, and just couldn't get the win. Uh, but we were good. We kept telling our team, "We, hey, look, we believe in you. You're talented. And so we just kept that message. We kept talking to them about that message and, you know, that they needed to hang in there. When we played Gonzaga here, Gonzaga was, I think, had just had recently been ranked. I think they were in the 20s at that point. Uh, we, would they come here? And, and we played tough. I mean, we absolutely played tough. And they, they get the win. But I think we walked out of that one, and I think our players felt very different than in any other game. I think at that point they knew that they could do it. I think that was a turning point for us. And then we get a couple close wins uh, under our belt, and then we're able to get the conference play and, and, and really make a good push. Yeah. Uh, for You guys got two more games, both on the road. You have Evansville on Thursday and then uh, Indiana State on Saturday, and then the uh, Missouri Valley starts the next year. Obviously – you want to win it, uh, you get in. Uh, what is it for you guys? What do you need to improve in in order to win the conference tournament? Well, I think when we look back at some of our, our losses, we can see um, you know, we, we have to continue to do what we've done that made us successful, and that was defend and rebound. Those are the two main things that we have to consistently do. Um, it would be nice to, to knock down a few shots. Um, <laughs> we we uh, have not shot the three-pointer well this year, and especially in our losses, and it's it's been critical for us. So we've um, we, we only hit one. We, we lost to Drake at our place uh, this past weekend. We were one for seventeen. So it'd be nice to make some threes. Um, <laughs> occasionally, give yourself some points there. But you know, I think the consistent piece for us would be. The, the defense and the rebounding. And, and one thing we try to do is continue to, to work on those things, try to find different ways to get better, Better whether you're doing a few new wrinkles here or there defensively, offensively, keep the players fresh and uh, making sure, you know, they're uh, they're focused. Yeah. 
What um for you guys um just kind of with the program you built and you you guys have become just one of those steady uh, solid forces at the mid major level. What's the ceiling for your program? Well, um, I think that's a great question. You know, I think times have, have are they look different now than than when this program was back in the final four. Yeah, um, I think SMS. Uh, was the last, as far as I know, was the last mid-major team to be in the Final Four. So I think things have, the landscape has changed there. But I, I don't want to ever put a ceiling on this program because we have we have what it takes. I think we're, we're very unique in that we have great fan support. I mean, great fan support. We have great facilities. And, you know, we've been able to recruit players regionally, which is which I think is, is really a good thing for us, you know, to have the support in, from the community and in this area. Um, we've been able to, to really get talented players um, from the surrounding states. So, I, you know, I just don't want to put a cap on it because I think uh, it's hard. It's hard to get yourself back to the NCAA tournament. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But I do think we're, we're close if we had um, – we might have been in, in some conversations had we won a few more games of an at-large. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're we're just a few wins from that. And I think once you get in those conversations, I think your program is – I think that's a good thing. You want to be consistently a program in the in the postseason, which we've done. Yep. Now we've got to figure out a way to get consistently in the NCAA tournament. Um, and I think, um, I think our players are probably going to feel that and understand that. Um, because you can't make a run to the Sweet 16 if you're not in the NCAA yeah, that's tournament. Right. That's so right. I think we, you know, you got to figure out a way to get there, and, and hopefully we can continue to improve and, and, and be a contender there. Well, you have a staff that's uh, been successful at, at all different levels, and I need to know, um, assuming you get the proper time, if you know you warm up, you, you got you feel good in that day. Who gets more buckets, you or Jackie? <laughs> Well, um, if if I happen to get more buckets, it's only uh, because she didn't go out and shoot that day. Um, <laughs> it's it's because she didn't she didn't attempt. You know, we're in drills, and you know, as coaches, we'll have rebounding drills, and you know, your coaches shoot the ball and. You hope they miss it so you can rebound the ball. We we can't have her do that drill because she doesn't miss. You know she can't even she can't even try to miss. I think I'm pretty sure she counts them when she you know probably keeps stats on her on yeah. herself when she's yeah. in those drills. But um, no, I I'm smart enough to know that if Jackie and I were still playing, I would be passing her the ball. Okay. That's that's what I would be doing. That's good point guard duty right there. That's, uh, that's there good. you go. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. For anyone who doesn't know, Jackie Styles, who who was the all time NCA scoring leader and back at our alma mater on staff. Um, you, I, I, I've, I used to kind of ask this sparingly, but I, every time I ask this question, I get such a, an interesting response. So I'm going to ask you the question. If s- someone walked into your office right now, as soon as we got off the phone, and it was just like, Kelly, I'm sorry, but you, you, you're done coaching today, um, and you're done coaching forever. Right? You, you cannot coach anymore at any school, at any level. Would you be satisfied would you be okay with what you've done over your career if that were to happen what a great question that may be one of the best questions i've ever heard um appreciate that um it's also a completely unfair question i mean it is that's a that's a put you on the spot question 
Right, right. Well, I think I think I'm proud of what we've done. I, not I think. I am. I am very proud of what we've been able to do. I do believe that we've made an impact on young women in a positive way. Um, have I always done everything right? No. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. But I'm, I'm able to go to sleep at night because I know I try to do the best job that I can do each day for our players. Um, you know, I've, I've won enough rings. I, I've got a bunch of them. I've got a box full of them over here. Uh, it's, it's about them at this point. And, you know, are there things that I would still love to be able to do? Yes. But if that um, situation was presented to me like you just presented it, I, I think I would be okay with what we've been able to do because, you know, I've seen kids graduate that didn't have a chance otherwise. I've seen players improve. I've seen players do things that they didn't think they could do. Um, and I've seen teams win and just experience the joy of all the effort that they have put forth to be able to, um, to, to just enjoy that win with their teammates. It's just, it's just a phenomenal feeling. And, and even the years you don't win, you know, I yep. mean, some yep. of the, some of the best, um, coaching jobs that people do, they don't win. I mean, they, they just improve and they, they get through adversity. So even the years where we didn't win championships, I've just really been really proud of, of the job we've done. Cause I think we've done it the right way. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just really always put our players first and always tried to to do it uh, for them. So, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. It's so interesting because you hear that. I mean, I, I've I've gotten that from so many coaches of, hey, you know, what's one of your best memories? What's you know one of your favorite times? And and. 90% of them will be like, yeah, that year we went like 10 and 20 was really fun. Like, you know, the losing, yeah. the losing sucks, but like the, the process is really funny. It's just, that's so consistent where it's like, truly when you're in it, you realize it's, yeah, you want to win, but it's, it's about a lot more stuff than that. It is. And in our job, in our profession, it can get so The winning and losing can get so consuming and, and I'm guilty of it. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're right in the middle of it right now where we're, gosh, we want to win so bad. Um, but then you're able to sit back and really enjoy. I mean, this has been, this has been a fantastic year. We've broken a lot of records this year. Yeah. Um, and you know, just, it's been, it's been really fun to see the, uh, the evolution of this particular team. And regardless of what happens, we're going to really look back and, and understand how, wonderful this season was and and hopefully we have the cherry on top to include a championship with that or yeah. ncaa bid or, or whatnot but you know if you don't then you know we we've got to understand we we tried and okay, we'll lace them up and try it again next year yeah. uh well i'll get you out of here on this one uh the reason i've got you on one i think you've had a really interesting past so i wanted to talk to you but two um this what i'm doing uh, leading up to the tournaments is, is having teams on that i think if they make the tournament, have a chance to upset uh, whoever they play. So let's say you guys win your conference tournament. You get the automatic bid. Uh, you know, you get plugged in. You're probably going to be playing a BCS-level school. For people who haven't watched you play, I'm going to make you brag on your team. Why should they be weary about just assuming, oh, Missouri State will go ahead and scratch them off? Why should they, they hesitate and think about maybe a potential upset bid from your team? Well, first of all, we are competitive, 
we are very competitive and we play hard. I think that's the first two things. And um, this season we've been able to be solid defensively and offensively. Um, and I, I think we've got, um, we've got some really talented players that can, can do multiple things. But I think when you've got a team that just will not back down, they will go nose to nose with you and they don't care who you are. I think that's, that's a little, uh, a little worrisome for folks. So if, you know, if we got in and we had the right matchup, absolutely. I think we could pull it off. Yeah. I, I do too. Uh, it's it's been fun watching you guys, Jasmine Franklin. That's my favorite player on your team. Uh, you tell her stop stop fouling she's, so much, but other than that, she's really good. Really, yeah. yeah, I know, right? Really good. <laughs> you, you tell, you tell her, her tell her stop stop fouling. <laughs> all right, but uh, no, but really, you guys have uh, have built something pretty special there. And uh, again, if if you guys get in, I really do think uh, you got a chance certainly as well. If people uh, haven't watched it, they've got two more chances in the regular season. Again, Missouri State eighteen and nine this season. Four 14 and 2 in the Missouri Valley. Coach, I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your story and sharing a little bit about your vision with me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks again to Kelly Harper, head coach at Missouri State, for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Jump Around, whether you listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen, I am really appreciative of it. If you listen on iTunes and can leave a rating or review, that is really appreciated as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is the Jump Around.